This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Michael, we got a great question for today. I've heard that God allows us to go through difficult seasons. Is this always true? Always. And is it true? What do you think? No. I agree. Let's go home. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's easy enough. No, no, it's not always true. So we we do say God allows, ordains, or permits all things to happen. Agreed. So our general view of providence or sovereignty, which is God's scope of rule and reign, is that God is rule and jurisdiction and sovereignty and providence over every molecule in the universe. Uh, R.C. Sproul says it like this, every maverick molecule. You might have some molecule <laughs> on the back end of space that is like, you know, God is like paying meticulous attention to that maverick molecule. Okay. So I've not heard that one before, but it's, I, I like the thought. The, the challenge in that is that our logic responds by saying, then God must be controlling everything. So jurisdiction and providence does not, equal complete micromanagement. Mm -hmm. And that, that is where, you know, fatalism or determinism, which are philosophical ideas that talk, that basically say we're robots. Yeah. We're, we're robots and what will be, will be, and there's nothing we can do to change that. Correct. And so the idea is that there are some things that God ordains and we've seen in scripture that God ordains catastrophe. God ordains war at times, mm -hmm. but there are also things that God allows uh, it might be a catastrophe yeah. and it might be a war. And then there are things that are ordained. For example, our days are numbered. So here's what's crazy. Like I have a certain number of days allotted to me. So here's what I know. I'm going to die at the time and the moment and the day that God has determined. Not sooner or later than right. that day. But is the method determined? I don't know. I don't That's know. different. You yep. know. And so there is what is allowed. There is what is ordained. And sometimes the two things converge and it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. And so some people have said, okay, well then that must make God a determinist. And I'm like, no, it, no that's it, not it's, true. It, there is, there is a lot of weird things that happen in, in the middle here. But if, if I am ultimately in control of something and I allow someone to make a decision, knowing the repercussions that will happen, um, I am responsible for that. So there are some decisions that our staff has made, and I've known that if they do that, X and Y will happen. And ultimately, I'm responsible for those. And, sure. And But the problem with God is we're talking about justice and human rights and murder and rape and pain and death and war and tragedy and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. All the difficult it's things. It's just that, you know, it's, it's not as easy as saying making a, a small analogy of a staff versus death. Like, they're mm -hmm. just very different categories. And so— you know, rightly so. People are, when they experience evil and atrocity, they are correct in saying you could have stopped it, God, and yes. you didn't. Uh, the God who would allow such evil to happen and does not stop it is not a good God. That is a bad God. And that would be what our culture would say. Yes. And and logically, I could see why they go there. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is God is infinitely more intelligent and awesome and just and righteous than we are. Um, and He's up to something very different than what There's we're up to. There's clearly a bigger plan than what we can see. Right. And that's why, as we said, even in this week's podcast, I think a few times, God will, on the day of judgment, when everybody meets him and say, everybody can have a conversation, nobody will say, you're unjust and you are bad. Yeah. Um, they will all say, if I knew what you knew, mm -hmm. I would have done what you did every single 
time. And I think that's a really important, you know, filter for this, this question. So God allows, ordains, or permits. Now, some people said, what is the difference between allowing and permitting? Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really nuanced. Yeah. Um, allowing to me, the reason I say it like this is because God allows some things to happen. And then there are some things that actually he is asked permission for. Correct. And that is different. I, I could let you go do something bad, but if it's a very different, we'll say morally and ethically, if you, Satan, come mm-hmm, to me, mm-hmm. God, <laughs> that's yeah. a funny analogy. <laughs> if you <laughs> I don't say, know if I yeah, like this analogy. And you say to me, I would like to harm Job and kill his whole family. Yeah. And I, God, say, I permit that. I, I, yeah, I'm going to permit He's morally it. culpable in a greater level, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, this, this really plays out in the garden where this whole scenario of allow, ordain, or permit. Because in the garden, God makes Adam and Eve, gives them certain personalities. He puts them in the garden knowing the outcome. And then he casts Satan to the earth. Of all the places, Satan lands in, in the garden, garden, which is protected, right? It's it's the garden. It's the place of God. And then God knew that Satan was going to do. He knew he was going to lie. So God goes for a walk, right? What are you doing? Like, How negligent could you be right now? And you can either look at God as aloof or mm-hmm. intentional. And God allowed um, this to happen, ordained uh, Satan to be cast to the earth and sure. permitted the dialogue between Satan and Adam and Eve right. and walked away. Like to me, it's it's a crazy scenario, but here's what it tells me. Uh, it tells me that God was up to something. Up, up to something much bigger. And preserving Adam and Eve in the garden for all of eternity was not was not part of that plan. And so one of the things that one of the most fundamental things Christians have to deal with when you open up the Bible, when you open up Genesis is, is this reality. Um, God intended for there to be sin. And somehow the intention and the allowance, the ordination of the reality of sin has brought him infinitely more glory than him not allowing it. Sure. Now we can philosophically wonder and why he did that all mm-hmm. we want, but you cannot be a, an intelligent reader of scripture and not see that there. Now, you may not like it. And if you are a 21st century Westerner, Satan's going to say, that's not fair. And that's going to feed into all of your social cultural ethic. And that's fine. But here's the hard reality. The Bible does not share our Western ethic. Mm -hmm. Um, God is seen as um, good and right and just. And he is not the one who is acting out these things. So like, it, it is fair to say, you know, you think of atrocities like murder. Does God ordain murder? The only murder God has ordained is the execution of Jesus. Mm-hmm. God allows murder, uh, maybe even permits murder. That's very different than ordaining murder. And again, people who are on the receiving end of these things, um, you're going to have to come to grips with the fact that God could have stopped everything, and he didn't. And we don't know why yet. We have some good ideas. We have some hunches. Um, but until we are face-to-face with him on the day of judgment and we watch the panorama of history play itself out, we are not going to know in detail why each individual thing was allowed, ordained, or permitted. But here's what we do know. We will get there, and he will be good, mm-hmm. and he will be just. And if we knew what he knew, and we had his heart, we would do what he did every single time. I agree. And that's that's where some of this – and so when people say, how can God be good and you know sin still exists, whatever, I look at him and I'm like – Look, uh, it is way more petrifying to me that God is good and couldn't stop it. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. At, at that point now, we are in a free-for-all. And who's going to win? Satan, God, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, it's like, how much power does he really have? And I, all of a sudden, I have more power than God. God can't intervene in my life. And they're like, well, no, God has relinquished authority for that. I'm like, that's even more evil. You mm-hmm. know, like, come on. Mm-hmm. 
So there is no solution that is ethically, morally good. All we know is that the Bible teaches that God ordains, permits, or allows all things, and he's good. All right. So let me carry this uh, question out because a listener goes on to ask this. Is this always true or is it only at certain times? And if so, does it only apply to the believers, the followers of Jesus, or also to non-believers alike. You know, so yeah. what we're talking about here is clearly we're talking about how God works in maybe a believer's life, but is it the same way that God works in a non-believer's wife? Wife? Life. 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 <laughs> life. Not wife. Not wife. Not life. I, I break life. this into three categories. So yeah. if, if our audience doesn't agree with my um, theological worldview on this, then awesome. Um, but so there are believers, mm-hmm. there are future believers, and then there are non-believers. non-believers. So believers, God is working on all things for their good. The angelic realm exists to be ministering spirits for the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, all things are working out. And at the end of the day, we will see that God was orchestrating our lives, our communities, our families, and our history for our good. Correct. How all that's going to play itself out, that's we'll we, we see. We just have to trust God. Yeah. In that. Then there are people who are going to believe. These are the people that God has predestined. If you're an Arminian, fine. He knew, <laughs> he knew that they were going to believe in the future, right? So good. Um, so then these are the people that God... God is still working things out for their good, but he is orchestrating their story mm-hmm. in a very different way. And so God eventually, when it's all said and done, they are going to see why he didn't intervene in their life when they were four or 40 mm-hmm. or 30, mm-hmm. why he waited. Why all that's going to make sense. Yeah. And then, the, then there are those who are unbelievers. And God is still allowing, ordaining, or permitting all things in their lives as well, but it's not for their good. It is not for their future salvation. Um, it's a very different motive. And yes, I would just I, say I agree. the motive is different. God's perspective and emotion toward each person is very different. Mm-hmm. And we treat people out of our perspective and our emotion of them. Yeah. And so is he allowing or allowing or ordaining or permitting? Yes, but just with different attitudes. And, and, and the objectives. reality is that many times God will use some form of tragedy, what we would humanly speak of as a tragedy, to drive us to our knees, drive us to God and to cry out to him and say, God, please help. Please intervene in my life. Please show me your goodness. And there are those that come to God because of that. And then there are those that uh, have a tragedy, a a life circumstance that's very difficult, and they choose to harden their hearts and get further away from God. Yep. I think where we have to kind of land on, on this is if you currently don't like God or Christianity or the Bible because of, it's called theodicy. How can God be good and allow bad things? Nothing will change your heart, but God himself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I have no intention of making this feel better for you because I can't, I don't have jurisdiction no, over your heart. I can't change the accumulation of 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 years of Western ideas into your brain. Only God can do that. Right. Only God can show you a better, more accurate way to think. And this is where it requires faith, which is the gift of God. If you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit, you have faith, you know that God is up to something. And in the moments of these difficulties, uh, it takes faith and it is hard. And we have to fight for faith. And as you come out of the tragedies, your faith grows. You're more prepared for the next more difficult tragedy, right? But um, we know deep down inside that this is going to be good. Mm. We know that when we're on the other side of life and we look at the glories that we receive on that side, we're going to look back and we're going to see what God was up to. And it's going to make sense. We will be satisfied. Our our doubt or concern about God's ethical goodness or badness is going to be quenched forever. Mm -hmm. We will know that he is good and right. 
And so I just, I want to be clear, like this isn't an episode that you send to your non-Christian friend and you're like, see, this is, this is how no. you defend, you no, know, theodicy. No. This is how you defend God's goodness and light of sin. No, nothing will help them except for God himself. And I would tell that person, you need to beg God. If he is real, you want to see this from his perspective. Yes. You want faith, beg him for it. And if you are genuine and sincere and ask him for it, he will give it to you. Not in the way you expect it, (laughs) but he will give it to you. That's right. Well, listeners, thanks for joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer the question, how are we to interact with those who seem to be vehemently disagreeing? Vehemently. 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 How can I not say this? How are we to interact with those who seem to vehemently? Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Vehemently. There we go. There we go. Maybe you disagree can. with our Christian worldview. All, All right. right. You, don't, you, you say, <laughs> ask this question. All right. All, All right. right. So here's how back. it goes. All right. We're keeping all this. Keep just so on. you know. All right. <laughs> Here's the question for tomorrow, audience. How are we to interact with those who seem to vehemently disagree with our Christian worldview? I think you just got to say it fast. Vietnamese. <laughs> Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> say it tomorrow. <laughs>